You're listening to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. We're at episode 124, and today I'm speaking with strengths coach Anne Koopman all about how understanding your strengths can help you be more, do more, and achieve more in your business. Welcome to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. I'm your host, Suze Chadwick, founder, author, speaker, and bold branding and business coach. Right here on this podcast, you'll learn how to create an epic brand, profitable business, get marketing savvy, and we'll help you find the confidence to step up as the CEO to scale and grow. Ready? Let's go. Hey, hey, welcome back. It is awesome to have you here as always. But listen, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, then I wanted to say hello because that's always the nice thing to do. If we've not met, I'm your host, Suze Chadwick, and this podcast is brought to you by The Connection Exchange. And I work with savvy business owners to help you build a confidently bold brand, articulate a powerful message, and attract the clients you want so that you can have a profitable business without the burnout, which is what we love, yeah? So that is what this podcast is all about. And I love to bring you content that's really going to help you to not only shift your mindset, but recognize like what you do great, what you could do better and learn from some really amazing people that I have as guests on this podcast as well. So welcome. And if you're a regular, then welcome back. Lovely. Always good to see you. But before we dive into this week's episode, I did want to share a couple of reviews because I am always grateful when you leave a review just so that you know, because it does help other people to find us. And did you know that that is how podcasts are ranked? It's how many subscribers and the reviews as well. So first off the rank is Monique from mjp.creative on Insta. So much great advice for my small biz. I find myself stopping to take notes in every episode. Love your work, Suze. Thanks, Monique. That's so lovely. And Lauren won such a refreshing podcast and amazing content. So Lauren and Monique, I just wanted to say a big thanks for leaving a review. And if you leave a review as well, then I will absolutely try and give you a shout out on the podcast whenever I can. And just a quick reminder that the Bold Speakers Collective is coming in the next month or so. You know, I don't like to put a date on it, but you can find out all the details if you want to become a bold speaker and really position yourself as the go-to person in your industry, then head to suzechadwick.com forward slash BSC for Bold Speakers Collective, BSC. So go over there, join the waitlist, and I cannot wait to welcome you into Bold Speakers Collective. Listen, today I have got Anne Koopman on the podcast. She is a strengths coach and she's going to be sharing all about how really understanding your strengths can help you to achieve so much more in your business. So I'm super excited to have her here. And without further ado, let's dive into this week's episode. Anne, welcome to the Brand Builders Love podcast. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. My pleasure. Now, today we're going to be talking about the power of strengths development. And I have to be honest with you, I've done a lot of personality tests in my time through the corporate world, you know, like your Myers-Briggs and your DISC and all the rest of it. But I have been seeing so much more around strengths coaching. So I was curious and so I thought, well, I'm going to get one of my gorgeous clients on the podcast. You are joining us for the writer's retreat that's coming up very soon. And I'm guessing you're going to be talking about strengths in that book, maybe. Yes, I will. So part of, a big part of that will be strength um, uh, with a few other things um, based on my framework that I developed. But yes, I'm really excited to share the message of strength because, um, and we can go into it a little bit more in detail, yeah. why it is different to the other assessments that people might be doing and why it's so much more powerful than the others. Fantastic. All right, great. And so just for my listeners who don't know you, give us a little bit of background on you and how you ended up here as well. Sure, of course. Um, so yeah, I am actually German originally, so people might be able to tell from the accent that is still somewhere there. 
Um, and I grew up in Germany. Um, that's where I went to university as well. And um, I actually studied engineering. So uh, I did my bachelor and my master in Germany and then started working for a rail manufacturer. So in the manufacturing industry as an engineer. And I got to work in Germany, Canada and the US. And then in 2012, I think, so yeah, eight and a half years ago, I actually got a job here in Australia, in Melbourne. And that's how I moved with that company and had a typical corporate career, um, successful leadership journey up the ladder um, and, you know, quite fulfilling career. But at the same time, I started to notice that my passion was lying somewhere else. And as I grew up the ladder, um, I realized how hard it actually is and that there is not enough um, support for people that we all just, you know, we get promoted and that's it. We are thrown into the deep end and we have to figure it all out. And for me, there were some moments that were really tough along the way. And I did a lot of self-development and, you know, read a lot of books and really wanted to become the best leader that I could be and had my own challenges of imposter syndrome along the way, lots of days of anxiety, crying at night, you know, and so then I realized that what I enjoyed as I started to manage team leaders and managers to really help them become good leaders. And I, you know, I did my strengths assessment as part of my uh, career for myself back then. And I started to see the benefits for other people to help them become more confident um, yeah. as managers and trust themselves a bit more. And also, I really wanted to challenge this old way of leadership, especially in the manufacturing engineering industry. There's a lot of... Um, authority driven power driven leadership um and i know it's very typical for other corporate um jobs yeah. and i wanted to challenge that and so yeah a bit over a year ago i after i had my son i'm a mom to a gorgeous two-year-old um and then yeah a bit over a year ago i decided to follow my passion and start my own business as a leadership coach and yeah now in this business for me it's all about empowering courageous leaders and my business is called lead like you and that's kind of the message that i want to bring across that you are all amazing the way you are. You all have unique strengths that are, you know, so powerful if you use them properly. And just to be more confident and trying to, you know, embrace who you are and your strengths and not comparing yourself because that's where imposter syndrome often comes from, that we just, you know, we're thrown into a role, we're looking left, right. Um, who can we copy? How do other people do it? And then we start to doubt ourselves all the time and listen to the judgment of others. And so for me, it's really about embracing you so that you can lead like you, um, who you are um, and helping you to discover that. So my focus is a lot on strengths development, also emotional intelligence, and then um, your leadership identity, looking at your values, your purpose. And of course, the leadership toolbox, which is, you know, all the tips and tricks of how to have difficult conversations, how to communicate more effectively, performance reviews, uh, how to create psychological safety and things like that. So yeah, here I am now, I think it's 13 months or 14 months now in my business yeah. and I'm loving it. I'm so, so happy. I really found my calling and I get to use my strengths every day, which is amazing. That's so good. Uh, that's, I love that. I was saying to my hubby this morning as we had a coffee together that I just wouldn't want to be anywhere else. And I feel like what you just said, I can kind of hear it in your voice. It's like when you really find that thing that you love to do and you've just really dedicated a lot of time and effort and insight into it uh, and you can see the benefits of it. It just makes such a difference, doesn't it? Totally. I think it's one you, once you know that you've landed there, you just yeah. know it. And then, yeah, yeah there's no way back. Um, I could not imagine it to be any other way. And the funny thing is that I never imagined myself as a business owner. I, I never thought I would ever be an entrepreneur and have my own business. I always thought, yeah, maybe if I work as a leadership coach, I work for someone else. Yeah. And now though, I'm like, no, I want to be doing my thing, call my shots and make yeah. my decisions of how I go, what I do, what I offer and how I create my offers because yeah, I, I wouldn't want to follow, be following anyone else anymore because yeah, I just love it so much to the creative part of it too. And yeah. to follow my, my intuition of what people need and yeah. what my clients need. Yeah. Love it. So good right there with you and love the name of the business as well. Lead like you. I think that that is, you know, I'm like good branding there and well done. Thank you. <laughs> That means a lot coming from you. So thank you very much. I really much. like that. That was really good. All right, cool. Well, listen, let's actually dive in. So what is strengths development? So we were just talking about the fact that a lot of my listeners may have done personality tests before. Like I said, you know, I love it when somebody's like, what are you? And I'm like, a, 
I'm like an FJ, you know, <laughs> PT or whatever it is. I can't even remember. I think I was an ENFJ or something. Um, yeah. But what is strengths development and what's the difference between strengths testing and some of the stuff that we may have done before? Yeah, great. So let's just um, start first why strengths development is so important. And, you know, I think in a society we are so... We, we are brought up focusing on our weaknesses, you know, it's this traditional way of thinking about success is that if we fix our weaknesses, that's when we will be successful. That's when we will be good at our jobs. Um, and it starts, you know, back in school and um, you have school kids, right? And often yeah. when we have kids, we focus on, you know, they come home after a term and there are certain um, topics, certain t- subjects that they didn't do so well. And as parents, and because we've learned it from our parents and everybody was obviously just trying to do the right thing there, but we focus on, we, we are driven to focus on the topics that didn't go so well, you know, and we might be telling our children or we might be told, have been told, you know, you got to focus more, you know, you're not really good at English. So we got to do tutoring, we got to do more homework and you got to spend all your days trying to get better at this one subject. Um, instead of being able to, get, to embrace what we're already really good at. So parents traditionally would have talked more about the things you're not good at then encouraging you um, to do more of what you're good at. So that's where it kind of starts already. And, you know, I'm not um, judging any parents there because everybody, that's just the traditional way. That's how our society works. And then it continues into our, when we start our career in a corporate world, for example, but even if we have our own business, we are so drilled to look at our weaknesses because we think we got to fix those. And the idea behind strengths development is really that when we focus on our strengths, that's where our real potential lies. Because there's naturally things that come easier to us, things that we just thrive in, things that we can do without even thinking about it. Um, And these things will excite us. They will make us feel confident. They will make us be very productive and efficient and come up with really great results. And then there are the things that just feel so difficult. You know, that's when you start to procrastinate. That's when you start to feel like, oh, I don't want to do this today. And the days just keep dragging on. And so these are the things that just naturally don't come good. Uh, come come easily to you. And the idea is that we don't need to focus on those because we just need to learn to embrace what we're good at. And I'm not saying that it's wrong to focus on so-called weakest weaknesses because of course, like in school, we got to pass, right? We got we to gotta get through. We got to yeah. get a degree. And um, it's important to look at our weaknesses so they don't hold us back. So in school, we don't, we want to pass. So it doesn't hold us back. And even at work, We want to make sure that we are in control of our weaknesses um, and we kind of manage strategies around that, that it doesn't hold us back, but don't spend all our time and energy trying to fix it. Because if as a society, we would all continue to just try and fix our weaknesses, everyone would end up average at everything and it would be a really boring world and nobody would actually succeed. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you think of it as like a sports person, they find their one true talent, right? Like whether it is, I don't know, long distance running, sprint or swimming or, and even in swimming, you know, all the swimmers, they have different, um, different areas, what they're really good at. Again, long distance or, you know, shorter distances. So they all focus on this one thing that they're really good at. And then they train every day, every week to get even better at the one thing. And that's how they end up to be an Olympian. Yeah. If they were to focus on something different, that's not their key strength. With the same amount of training, they would still become quite good because they're just, you know, naturally probably fit people and have a body for, for sports, but they would not make it to, to the Olympic Games. Yeah. And that's same thing for you as a person. What is it that you're naturally good at and spend more time doing that? Because that's how you will be successful. That's how you'll be less stressed. And that's a big thing about it. If we do more of what we're good at, we will be happier, less stressed, and things will come easy to us. And it just won't feel like a drag and it won't, you know, kill all the vibe and make it really tough for us. So that's like just the background. So instead of focusing on weaknesses, fixing weaknesses leads to success. We want to fix, we want to focus on fixing our strengths or investing in our strengths because that will lead to success and and a more balanced life. And if we talk about the difference to other personality Mm -hmm. tests, um, so other personality tests, I I don't want to say they're bad because I think anything that, no, but anything that brings a bit of attention to differences in people and leads to conversations around that we are different, that we all have different preferences, we behave differently, we naturally just have a tendency to be one or the other. I think as long as we start to have conversations around that and appreciate our differences, 
without judging what is good or what is bad, um, I think that's good. That's great. The thing with traditional, with other um, personality assessments at work, is that they put a person in one of a few boxes. So even if Maya breaks, you know, it has lots of different combinations because there's four four boxes basically. Yeah. And I mean, I don't want to do the math now, but there is quite a few different combinations. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's great. But then you have the disc, which puts you in one of four boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I find that's just not enough because we are more than four boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't fit in just one box. And the Clifton Strengths Assessment, um, which I use in my work, um, that actually, you know, they say that, um, so you get, you get your strengths report uh, based on 34 strengths, 34 talents, and you get your report in your sequence. And then we focus, when we do the coaching, we focus on your top five and your top 10. And the chances that somebody has the same top five combination in the same order than you do is one in 33 million. Wow. So that's just how unique you are. And I love that the uniqueness is appreciated. I love that we're not trying to put anyone in a box, but we're trying to um, discover who you are as a person. And then again, depending how your strengths show up in your top 10, um, that's so unique to you as well and how the strengths work together. So somebody who has communication as a strength um, in comparison to someone else who has communication, it will show up completely different based on the other strengths they have in their mix. Yeah. And so it's never just one size fits all. And that's what I love about it. It's not trying to put people in the box. It's trying to really see the uniqueness and celebrate that uniqueness. And that's why I think the Clifton Strengths Assessment is different and more beneficial and appreciates everybody's strengths much more than the traditional or the other um, tests. Okay. That was a very comprehensive answer. Thank you. <laughs> I know, long, long, long story. No, 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 it's good. It's good because I do think, you know, I do think that over time you do, you know, you use the personality tests that you may have had in the past, but you realize that we shift and we change and we can apply it kind of to us in some ways and not in other ways. So I like the fact that there is, I guess, a more variety of things that we can be talking about and how that looks for us. And it's very customized to you as a person rather than putting you in one of those boxes. So no, I think that that's really good because I've been looking at it going, what's the difference? Like what's the Mm. difference between this and other ones that I've done before, which is why I asked you to come on the podcast. Fantastic. Um, (laughs) So how can we develop our strengths? Let's talk about like what it does and the framework and things like that. So we can understand it a little bit more. Sure. So let's say you were to do your Clifton Strengths Assessment, which I think is a really good way um, to do it. And you can do it yourself over the Gallup webpage. You can uh, decide to do the smaller test, which just gives you the top five, or you invest, and in, I think it's 82 Australian dollars for the full test. So it's still quite, That's not much, um, yeah. you know, it's still quite affordable. Um, and then you get your full um, 34 strengths and a very detailed, you actually get four reports and very detailed information of uh, what you can do with that. So once you know your strengths, um, the idea is really not to just do the assessment, look at it once and then put it in your drawer because that's really not going to get you anywhere. The idea is that you really start to uh, spend a lot of time looking at your strengths. And then the framework that Gallup has developed that works really well and that I use with my clients is that you really start to first go through your strengths, read it, and really start to name your strength in your own words. So you will read through the report and you might think some things really resonate with you and some things might not. And that's okay. Like we're not trying to fit again in a box. We're not trying to make something fit. If something doesn't feel right, don't worry about it. Pick out the words that kind of seem to be you, that resonate with you. And really start to, for each strength, write down how that strength shows up for you. Start to think about, okay, how, how am I using this strength in my current role, in my private life? How is this showing up for me? So what are the things that I'm already doing? Because one thing that happens to most people is when you read your strengths report, it's not going to be something magic new that you would have never thought of. It's actually going to feel very familiar. So you're going to start to see things that resonate with you and you're like, oh yeah, I can recognize myself here. But the power really lies in starting to to see that these things are your strengths. So often clients say, oh, I've just taken that for granted. I actually didn't know that that was considered a strength because we, you know, we are told traditionally, again, there's certain things that are seen as strength in a career or in a corporate career, Um, you know, being able to communicate, uh, being able to lead a room to take command, you know, those are kind of the, the old school 
thoughts of what is the strength for a leader, for example. But then, you know, there's a strength in empathy. Empathy is the strength of Clifton strength. And so people are like, I never thought that that was a strength, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, so you start to realize things you've taken for granted or things you never thought that were a strength to see as your strength. So the first step is the name it step where you really go through and you start to understand what are my strengths? How do they show up for me? Yeah. And then as a next step, it's called the aim it step, uh, the claim it step, sorry, claim it. And that's where you really want to start to see how can my strengths help me to be successful? How have they helped me to succeed in the past? What are my biggest achievements? And maybe start to just reflect that your strengths were already there. Because in this step, we want to make sure that you start to really appreciate and fall in love with your strengths, that you start to see my God, I used my strengths in the past to be successful. And then we start to look at how can you use it right now in whatever you're doing right now to be successful. And you will start to see that your strengths are serving you really well already. And that's where we want to be on a positive point to really focus on, okay, there's something, something awesome here already. And then the last step is to aim it. And there's different parts to that step. So one step is we need to start to refine your strength. So the strengths, I always say it's a bit like an instrument. You have to, you know, even if you have a certain talent um, for, for music or for an instrument, you still have to refine it, right? When you first start to play the violin, it actually sounds pretty, pretty horrible. Yeah. <laughs> so you got to start to practice and refine it to really know how to play that instrument. And it's the same thing with your strength. Uh, there are certain things that could be your blind spots because our strengths are often our default uh, way to do things. And when we overdo it or when we do it too much or in the wrong setting, they can be misunderstood by others um, and they can start to hold us back. And so they can actually start to become our weakness because they're misunderstood or we don't really know that they're our strengths. So we don't use it intentionally. So it's about refining. How can we make sure we use our strengths intentionally? Then every strength has a need. It's like a baby bird that needs to be fed. Um, And if we fulfill that need, if we create the environment that our strength needs to flourish, again, we will be less stressed and we will be happier. We will have more energy. It's this emotional energy that we get. So we want to create an environment where you can use use your strengths more. Um, And then the next step would be to start to use your strengths in what you're doing right now. How can you make sure you use it every day? How can you make sure every day in your private and in your work life, you use your strength? And then the last step is that we can look at what is the next goal for you or what is an upcoming challenge that you might have? You know, sometimes we might know, okay, you know, the next two months something will happen that's going to be quite tough or quite hard to get through. So we can start to look at your goal or your challenge and look at each of your top 10 strengths and look at what specific actions can you take based on your strengths to get closer to that goal or to fulfill that goal or overcome the challenge. And the beauty there is that we actually independent of our strengths, whenever we have a goal or challenge, there is strategies we can take in our strengths to get there. Mm-hmm. It might not be so obvious at the start because we might think, oh, this is a challenge because it's just too hard for me, but your strengths can support you there. So, and that's quite beautiful because you can, when you, once you learn how to do that, you can do it yourself all the time again and again and again. And so, yeah, these are the, the three steps. So you got to learn to name it, claim it, and then to aim your strengths. So it's an ongoing uh, thing that can support you going forward. And every year you should review it and think about, am I still using my strength? Mm, I love that because I think that we do that with more, I would say, you know, like practical business stuff. So for example, you know, I even say to my BBA ladies, it's like every year you need to take a look at like your brand strategy and your business strategy and see like, what is it that I'm trying to achieve this year? What is it that I need? And I kind of see this reflected from a really personal perspective sort of in the same way. It's like, you know, where am I now? Do strengths change or shift or develop? So they stay um, mainly the same. They say yeah. because it's your natural talents that you're born with. Um, so if you, you don't need to do the assessment again, uh, it, they, they only develop because you invest in them. So they become stronger or if you haven't used them, they might become a little bit less strong, but your natural talents, they stay and it doesn't really change much. I just for fun, cause I wanted to know as I, when I got certified as a strengths coach, I wanted to understand if they were to change. Cause a lot mm. of people ask that question. So I did my assessment again and in my top 10, there was, there was a bit of ch- shift in the sequence of the strength, like mm. slightly, maybe two have swapped their spot. And one dropped out of the top 10 and one came in, but it was basically from 11, it came in and the other dropped to 11. So overall, it pretty much stayed the same. I'm yeah. still the same person. I still have the same talents. But of course, the way I use my strengths now in my own business versus in my corporate role has changed because I yeah. now get to actually design my life. And I think that's interesting for, you know, for your audience because they're mainly business owners, right? Yeah. 
knowing your strengths because you have your own business, it's even easier for you to design your work to fit your strength because you get to choose, you get to decide what you engage with, what you offer. Um, you know, I think I, I heard you say before, Suze, that over time you, you decided that one-on-one -on -one coaching didn't quite feel right for you, that you love the teaching of the group and creating online programs and, you know, more talking and teaching bigger groups um, rather than the one-on-one. -on -one. And yeah, that was also a business strategy decision, but it probably also was what you felt more aligned with. Yeah. Right. So you can change your offers based on, and if we were to look at your strengths, we might be able to pinpoint why that also is. I will be doing it. Is. Don't worry. Yes, I'm <laughs> going to be doing it. Because you know something, and I do think as business owner as well, I do think really understanding yourself. I think that business ownership is one of those things where if you really want to get to know yourself, like start a business because it really challenges like you, I think that when you're in corporate, a lot of the time you've got all of this, like, this is what you have to do. This is what we require of you. And so you then just go and do it. But when you become a business owner, it's up to you what you do. And so really understanding like what my strengths are, what I really want to do, where I shine the most, how I can really achieve the goals I want, I think is such a journey of self-discovery. And I just think that whatever tools you can use to help you on that journey, I think is so important. Like I've been talking so much recently about money mindset um, just because of the time that we were in with BBA and, and that was something we were going through. But that's a journey of self-discovery. It's like, how do I build a stronger money mindset? How do I build my capabilities in this space? And I think that, you know, strengths assessments and tests and what we're talking about today, I'm really intrigued to do mine. I have been thinking about it for a little while and I thought, I'll have that on, we'll have a chat, I'll get to, because once again, as you know, listeners, the podcast is for me, it's not for you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So I wanted to find out more. Um, but yeah, I love that. I think that it's great. So how do, like, what is the Clifton strengths? Like, is that just a methodology? Is it, are there different strengths tests? Like, what's your thoughts on that? There's a few different strengths uh, assessments out there. Um, the main, the main strengths assessment people know is the Gallup Clifton strength. And then there's also the uh, VIA or VR strength um, assessment, which is also really great. They're both a bit different in the way the results are presented and in the way they look at things. I find that the VR strengths assessment, uh, which is for free, actually, so you could do that for free too, but I find that that's more value-based. So I actually use it in my business to help my clients start to think about their values and think about how their values drive their decisions and how they can work closer with their values. The Clifton strengths, the way the report and the strengths are named, I find that more practical. I find it much more uh, much easier to right away put into action. I find it more hands-on, more practical, and a bit more work-focused. The VR gives you your values for your life and um, how you can build your strengths based on your values. Mm. So I still see a benefit in there, uh, but for me, it's more the softer approach of who you are, building your identity, whereas the Clifton strengths from Gallup for me is really practical hands-on. How can you do what you do better? And mm. um, it's very straightforward to understand once you spend some time with that. So um, but both are possible. And there's some others out there for me um, personally, because I've done the strengths in my career at a really low point and it has changed my life. It has changed my confidence in my career. And it was, I was able to really have boost my career from there on um, and have, you know, I moved all the way up to the leadership team of Australia of that company. And so it really has changed my life. And I think it's just very practical and that's why I just love it so much. And back then I kind of always wanted to become a strengths coach. I didn't know what it would look like and how, and, but here I am now. So yeah. And it's um, Gallup has done years and years of research. Um, there's lots of reports. If anybody's interested, you can contact me and I can send you the reports because some people love the detail and they love to, they need to know facts <laughs> yeah. to know, but that's, again, it's a strength analytical mm -hmm. strengths. It's called in Gallup. It's the people who need the facts before they believe it. So they would listen to you and I, and they'd be like, yeah, that sounds great, but I want to see the proof. Um, yeah. So if anybody wants to see that, if anybody's analytical out there, I can definitely message you um, and send you all the reports. So they've done lots of research uh, that supports their results. And, you know, they went out to look at what makes people happier, what makes people less stressed. And that's how they came about the Clifton Strengths and developed that. So interesting. I want that report now, Anne. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
Like I love, I love that sort of stuff. Uh, okay, cool. And so if we wanted to do the strengths assessment, so what, where do we go? We'll have all of the links to everything that we're talking about in this podcast, obviously in the show notes as well. But um, yeah, what, how does it work? Like if we want to do this, how do we do it? So, um, as I said, you can decide to do it by yourself or you can decide to work with a strengths coach. Um, when you do do it by yourself, you just go to the gallop.com webpage and follow the prompts there to go to the shop and buy your Clifton strengths assessment. The assessment itself takes up to an hour. Um, so you need to allow a bit of time. Wow. Uh, you, you can't stop in between. Uh, you just, you need to go in one go. So, so what is it? Just all multiple choice and stuff? Oh, uh, it's questions that get you to choose on a scale. Um, okay. And um, yeah, it's almost like rather this or that. So you have yeah, to make yeah. certain statements. Um, it's quite challenging for some because they find it hard to decide. But um, so take if you do it, take time for yourself that so you have an hour uninterrupted to really just do it and follow your instincts. Don't overthink it. Um, or you can decide to go with the strengths coach. Um, I think whether you do it or not, like rather do it by yourself if that's the only way you can afford it because it will still give you a lot of benefits. But a strengths coach, what it can help you with is really engage with your strengths. I've seen it with some clients come to me, they've done it by themselves, and then they realize that they're not yet using it fully. So then they come to me and we work through it. The, the benefit of a strengths coach is that they can really help you to see those connections between the strengths and they can really help you to dig deeper and start to drill out the positives. And also some strengths, you know, you might read them and I have some clients who say, I don't really get where that's my strength. And then I can help them to really dig deeper and put a mirror and ask the right question. They're like, oh my God, yes, that's totally me. Because sometimes the way it's written is not as straightforward or the way it shows up is a little bit different based on the combination of strengths. So a strengths coach really can help you to make these connections to draw out how certain strengths, you know, um, amplify each other, how certain strengths maybe be conflicting and you end up having this inner conflict. Um, and then a strengths coach can really help you to engage and think about how can you use your strengths more and especially the blind spots, you know, the overuse of strength. Yeah. Uh, that's where a strengths coach can help you to really um, fine tune that. So you, you're not misunderstood anymore and you, you can really flourish in your strengths and own that as a confidence. And then obviously the action taking is much easier with the coach who keeps you a bit accountable and helps you to really focus on your goals. So that's why working with a strengths coach, you will get much more out of it. Yeah but it's already going to be beautiful if you do it by yourself. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, and so is it easy to understand once you do the test as well? So the um, report the that report, you get yeah. is quite detailed written and it is, it is easy to understand if you take some time to read it and um, engage with it, but it's easy to understand. So it's not like, uh, totally complicated words or things that, yeah, yeah. You know. so it's, it's quite relatable. And in the report, they give you some ideas of how you can use your strengths more intentionally. Okay. They also give you some ideas about the blind spots already. So it's quite detailed and it is easy to understand. Definitely. So that's why I'm saying you can definitely do it by yourself. And, um, and then you can always decide to, to see a strengths coach if it is something that you really resonated with you and you really wanted to, to invest further. Yeah. And so do you work with people just uh, one off or is it like an ongoing thing? Like how, what's a good way to implement what, what you're learning or what you've, you know, what the assessment is? So I usually work on a um, three to four session basis to really go through that framework. So in the first session, we really take time to understand your report, how it shows up. And I really help you to, to make these strengths your own, um, to find the words that resonate with you. In the second stage, we work through the framework. So then it's about claiming and looking at um, how they show up for you to help you be successful. And then we start to be more uh, refining our strengths and defining actions for your goals. Uh, so that's how I work through three to four sessions. In my one-on-one -on -one coaching, often it's three sessions. And then I have a group coaching program where we run through four group coaching sessions. Um, and I think that's the best way to really fully engage with it. But I also have people who prefer just one hour, one off an hour. And I'd offer that too for some people just to get started with it. And in that hour, you get to, we get to understand your strengths really well and start to showcase how it shows up and maybe give some ideas of how you can do more of it and mm. draw out some of the connections already. But then obviously there's not enough time to really fully work through the whole framework yeah so interesting okay awesome um and so is there anything else that you wanted to share or that we need to know when um, it comes to strengths yeah i think just a little bit more maybe we can talk a bit more about it how it can help um i would audience. love that yeah for sure so because the thing also is with our strength um as a business owner it does allow you as i said before it allows you to 
really, um, I guess, design the work you do or design your business uh, based on your strengths. You can design your day based on your strength. Um, it can be really important to start to look at what you want to outsource maybe. Or if you are um, in a business and you hire a team, you can start to look at, okay, who are the people that I need? Um, what are the things that I need help with? Um, but another really important thing is there will always be tasks that don't come as easily. And yeah. so for me, I'm, you know, I like action. I like new things. I like different things. I like a variety of tasks and I get bored really quickly if I have to do the same thing again and again, or if me I have too. a full day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if I have a full day and I have to do lots of things, I like, I have to be focused on one thing. Um, and I, that drains my energy so much. So I yeah. really, you know, I really need, need variety, but I know that there's tasks and cause my business is very small, you know, I just, I have a few things um, that I outsource with other businesses or contractors, but I don't have anyone in my um, company. So it's a lot of things still I have to do. And there's a lot of things that are boring that I need to do. And they're boring for me, for other people, they would love that. Right. Mm. And so what I can do because I know and I'm aware of that which things come are a bit harder for me. I am more compassionate and kind to myself. So for once, like I'm just, instead of being, you know, back in, back in the day, I was like, Oh God, why is this so hard for me? Like, why can't you just focus? Just do it. Like other people get it done. Like, why don't you just do it? You always procrastinate, blah, blah, blah. And you know, I would be annoyed at myself and I'd yeah. be like beating myself up for not being able to focus on one task for a certain amount of time. And now, because I know I can be more kind, kinder to myself and more compassionate and be like, okay, today is going to be a tricky day. We know that. We know that this is going to be tough. So how can I design the day though, to allow myself to have these breaks where I get to research, look things up, uh, get in touch with people, talk. Um, I, communication is one of my strengths. So I love to talk. <laughs> so how can no. I use Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I would be surprised if it. communication wasn't in your top strengths <laughs> as well. That would be yeah. very surprising. Um, so how can I break up the day to make it easier? So what I do now, like I work, if I have to do one big task that will take forever and ever, I break it down in chunks. So from the, from the day, like from the start, I know I just have to focus for, let's say 45 minutes. And then I get to do whatever my brain wants to do, whatever I need to do to, to get rid of these, you know, uh, the, the energy that I have. Cause I just love to, you know, be active all the time. Um, so I can start to design things in the, to make it easier. So again, I look at my strengths to help me, um, to help me work with the things that don't come as easily. So how can my strengths support me, even though this is not my strengths, but my strengths can help me to design the day in a different way. And mm. I think that's important or, you know, some people, they are really, they don't like talking out loud um, and talking to new people. They don't like the networking. You know, there's one strength that is the relator strengths. These people love one-on-one um, -on -one conversations. They love, they have, they often have just a small group of friends, but really close, deep friends, often from, you know, back high school days. And um, <clears throat> they just love this deep connection. And even at work or in their business, they need to build strong relationships that are really true value and, and based on trust. So for them, sometimes it's, a, it's difficult to meet new people or to do networking, you know, and to, to, to meet people that can help them in their business or sales or find leads. And so they know that. So how can they start to make that easier for them? How can they, you know, um, <clears throat> approach them maybe instead of putting a goal of I have to meet 10 people at this networking event, maybe my goal is to just meet two people that I have really deep connections, uh, conversations with. And I just try and focus to find out more about them and, you know, approach the conversation from a relationship and trust building rather than collecting numbers and collecting leads. Yeah. But then on the opposite, there are people who just love that, who love to collect people and numbers and they just love to meet everybody and have the chit chat and, you know, it doesn't need to go deeper. They just love the, you know, the talking and the chatting and, um, and that's amazing too, right? But then how can they build stronger relationships? How can they start to invest more and find something that connects them with the people to build the trust that's also needed? So mm. I think... It's, it's really interesting because you can help yourself to make certain things easier. And even if you have to do them and you have to be outgoing and meet people, even though that's not naturally your strength, you can make that easier for you and find some strategies to help you with that. And that's how it can yeah, really help you to do the things that you can't outsource. And um, especially when you have a small business or you're just at the start and you have to do a lot yourself, it will just help you to be a bit kinder to yourself, plan more time um, and give yourself time to do the things that are easier in between.
Yeah. And I think that that's so important as well. It comes back to like, like you said, recognizing what you're good at and obviously capitalizing on that, but then yeah, working out strategies to deal with the things that you're not so great at. And yeah, I mean, I outsource as much as I can to my online business manager that I don't like to do. And I always say, you know, to my clients and that I can do it. Like if, if she was unavailable, which she ended up being during COVID for a period, it didn't mean that my business stopped. It was the stuff I didn't like to do, but I could do it. But I've obviously put in place having her so that I can focus on the stuff I really love to do as well. So I think, yeah, figuring out strategies for where you may not love to do certain things, I think is always a good, um, good use of your time as well. For sure. And you just gave me another thought there because you talked about um, <clears throat> the, the things that you're not so good at and that you actually can do them. And that's exactly that. So if you get your strict Clifton Strengths assessment, if you do it by yourself, um, the tendency people have is to look straight at the bottom, you know, because they're like, what am I not so good at? Because oh, we, okay. always, we always want to know, right? The yeah. things at the bottom, though, the important thing that every strengths coach will tell you is that those are not your weaknesses. Those are just things that don't come as easily to you and that just take more energy away from you that mm. are draining you. Weaknesses defined by Gallup is just things that hold you back. Yeah. And yes, the things at the bottom could end up holding you back or even your strengths can hold you back and become a weakness if you don't use it um, intentionally. So the definition of a weakness is a little bit different. And so when you start to look at the bottom, just know that these are not your weaknesses. You can do all of these things. Um, yeah. You can, you know, if let's say, again, back to this example, or let's, let's think about a different example. Um, let's say uh, problem solving. So let's say restorative is the is a theme, how it's called in the Clifton Strengths. So people with the problem solving theme, they thrive on problems. They look for problems everywhere, red, red, red left, well, left, right, and center. Sorry. <laughs> we got and, there, yeah. And uh, they just enjoy that. That gives them so much energy and they look for problems really and I, they love solving them. So if somebody else though has this um, strengths at the bottom, that doesn't mean they can't solve problems. It's just that some people rather look at the positives and look forward than trying to spend time fixing stuff. They rather like, oh, that doesn't work. No matter, like, doesn't matter. Let's move on. I want to do something different. Um, so it does, but if I were to tell you, okay, Suze, you really have to solve this problem now, or you have to look for the problems in your systems, you could do it and you have to solve them. You could do it, but it might drain you. It might be mm -hmm. like, oh, but I'd rather do something that's really cool and exciting and new and that's already working. So again, it's not that you can't do it if you had to, yeah. but it will drain you. And that's exactly when we are stuck in a corporate world. And I say uh, corporate role and I say stuck because if it's not aligned with our strengths, that's when we get the feeling that we're stuck. That's when people feel drained every day to go to work. They're like, oh, God, I don't want to do this. Or they're forced to do things that are not your strengths. When you get really anxious, that's a sign that you are forced to do or asked to do something that's not aligned to your strength. Um, and that's when we are asked to do these things that maybe are at the bottom of our list. And so it's just important to start to recognize that, but it's not your weakness because you can do it. It will just not give you energy to do even more and better things. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Really interesting. And I do think that, you know, like we said at the very beginning, I think just looking at where you sit in the scheme of things and how you can really capitalize on the stuff you do so well, and that comes naturally to you and, um, using those as real tools in your business, I think is definitely worth checking out for sure. Yeah. And it just makes so much sense, doesn't it? I yeah. mean, why should we spend time doing things that will drain us and will just be hard because there's other people who can do it. And another really cool benefit of strength is I find that, you know, once we know our strengths, we can be so confident about these strengths. We are able to talk about them out loud, especially as women, we always are worried to say our strengths out loud and we don't want to be seen as arrogant and, you know, and we, so we quieten down. We don't even talk about our strengths. So again, that's my mission to stop that. And just, you can talk about what you're good at because it's nothing to do with arrogance. It actually is amazing for all the people you work with because they will start to recognize um, you for your strengths and how they can best work with you. So it's just win-win, right? And then the other amazing benefit is once I'm confident with my own strengths, then I'm also not worried anymore to be found out for my weaknesses. The whole imposter syndrome will go away because people can't figure out that I'm a fraud because I'm not. Like I have my strengths and my strengths help me to get here. And yes, there's things I'm not so good at, but 
who cares? That's awesome. Like you are good at that. You can help me there. So if you have your own business and you start to have people um, that work for you or in a corporate world and you have people reporting to you, you actually can start to be to let go of this need to be good at everything and mm. you're not scared anymore to be found out and you mean you know, some people might see others as a threat and you stop that too because you feel confident in your strengths and you start to appreciate everybody else for their strengths and their quirks and your quirks you start to see the the value in that and you know often we are misunderstood for our strengths as i said before you know as communication i was always told i'm too loud i talk too much and that was also probably me not using my strengths in a refined way, you know, that I didn't know when to not talk and when to listen. Um, but I started to see that communication is a big strength of mine. That's mm. how I can help people explain things, inspire um, other people, you know, that are very analytical. They're more quiet. They need lots of questions and answers. They will ask for all the details. These are the people who will always have another question in a meeting and another question. So, and then people start, maybe they are like, like annoyed, right? They're like, Oh, can yeah, we already discussed that. Can we just move on? But they need more questions. You know, they just need to know the answers. Yeah. And we start to that we start to value that. Like I love when I do team workshops because mm -hmm. we start to really appreciate everybody's co um, commitment to the team and how everybody what is that what are they contributing? Mm -hmm. And you start to see the beauty in that. Okay, this person is asking a lot of questions, and yes, I'm impatient. I want to move on. But there's value in these questions because that person will make sure I don't forget something. Mm. That person one day is going to save me because that person will have asked the right question or looked up the right detail that I missed. And that person, if I start to listen to that person and give that person the time, that person needs to think things through, make decisions, do their research. They will actually save my business or my role because I need those people because I and I'm talking about myself here really because I'm very impatient. When I was in my leadership role, I needed these people who were helping me and said, no, but Anne, we got to make sure we check this and we mm. got to make sure we check that. So, you know, you see how it works together and how we can start to appreciate. And then instead of seeing people for their quirks and they're annoying because we just don't understand them mm. that's, and they're different to us, that's why we, we sometimes clash. But then we can look past the difference and look for the beauty and the strength. Yeah. And that's yeah. just... You know, we feel confident and we can build others up. And mm -hmm. I think that's just so beautiful. And that's, we'll, that's what will change the world too, because we will start to appreciate everybody for their uniqueness and what they bring. Yeah, no, I love that. And I mean, I used to manage really large teams. Uh, and when we did an assessment around, yeah, personalities and, and that sort of thing. Yeah, I learned a lot where I'm an extrovert who likes to bounce. So I'll bring an idea to the table and then I want to bounce it around and I want to get everybody's thoughts and views on it. But somebody who's an introvert wants to have it a week before so that they can process it and think about it and then come to the meeting with ideas and et cetera. And yeah, and I learned a lot about the, my team and, and how they think. And so I was then able to give that to them um, in a way where everybody was able to come to the table prepared and those who didn't need to prepare could just come and then just bounce like, you yeah. know, like I do. Yeah. So I think that, and I do love what you just said as well. I think that we are so um, impatient and I don't know, not unforgiving, but just we expect everybody to be like us. Yeah. And I think that, you know, us really recognizing that everybody has a different point of view, everybody has a different way of processing and coming to the table and communicating. And so, um, yeah, I think that it's important for us to be so much more, I don't know, giving and understanding and just tolerant, I think, yeah. of differences as well. Yeah. And, you know, I just love the saying that we want to focus on what's right with people rather than what's wrong. And, yeah. and that applies to ourselves too, because we're often our own worst critic and we can be so harsh on ourselves uh, depending on, you know, maybe work, but also body image mm. and things like that. You know, it goes really deep and we criticize ourselves all the time. And I think it's about starting to see the good in us and the good in other people. And instead of focusing on the weak, uh, on, on what's wrong or the weaknesses or, and even if we don't understand somebody, 
often that can make us be scared or fearful because we just don't understand. They just tick differently to us. And instead of being driven by this fear of the unknown, start to be curious and start to look for the good. What, how can they help you or what is their approach and where's the beauty in that? And I think that can really change things for yourself as well, because the less you have to worry about, or, or I don't know, be even annoyed at people for being different. Like that's just wasted energy. I mean, Mm. it, it makes no sense in starting to look at what's right with you and what's right with others. And if we were all to focus on that, um, everything would become much easier. Yeah. So good. Awesome. Well, Anne, thanks so much for going through the strengths with us and explaining a bit about how it works and, you know, how it can obviously benefit us as well. And I think that, like I said, at the very beginning, it's a journey, isn't it? When you start your own business, um, really understanding what you can do well and what, what your strengths are and how that really helps you to move your business in the right direction, I think is so worth the time. And I, even if it is an hour, which is, you know, a long time to take a test, but, you know, I think it, if it gives you some insights about how you can do things better and, um, and appreciate the great things about yourself more, then I think that that's so good. 100%. And it will make you more resilient because whenever times get tough, you sit back down, you look at your strengths and you figure out your plan forward based on your strengths. And, you know, whether it is now with COVID, it was tough for a lot of small businesses and, when you sit down to just refocus on your strengths, it will make you more resilient. You come up with actions to move out of that, move past mm-hmm. it and get a bit more creative about the things you can do. So it's, it's, yeah, it's an added benefit, especially as business owners, we go through ups and downs and it can be really tough and hard to uh, work through things, but yeah, focusing on ourselves, who we are and the things that come easy to us will help you in these tougher times. And yeah. it will make you even more successful in the times when you feel at a high because you have way more energy if you focus on that. Yeah, so good. Awesome. So Anne, where can my listeners find out more about you? We'll have all your links in the show notes as well, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm uh, very active on Instagram uh, pretty much every day on the stories and posts. Um, so you can find me at at Anne Koopman um, underscore lead like you. And uh, my webpage is annkoopman.com, uh, Koopman with two N, the German spelling. And um, you can also, if you're active on LinkedIn, uh, I'm very active on LinkedIn too. So just find me there under Anne Koopman. And yeah, I would love to, yeah, get in touch. Feel free to follow me and message me when you heard the podcast and I'm happy to give you some more prompts. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for hanging out today and sharing all this knowledge with us. It's been awesome. Thank you so much for having me. It's been my pleasure. So there you go. What did you think of that? Have you done a personality test? Have you done your strengths test? Is that something that you have been thinking of doing? I do think it's super interesting to be able to take the time to do things that I guess bring more attention to what you're good at so that you can focus more on that and ideally outsource the stuff that you're not so good at or just really understand what it is that makes you special and where you can really lean into the things that work for you. Well, that's it for another week. It has been amazing to have you here as always. And remember to follow me on all socials at Suze Chadwick. But thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, then I would love you to leave a review so that others can find the podcast and come and hang out with us every week. The music to this podcast was created by Ixon on SoundCloud. Until next time, have an awesome week and make sure you keep playing big and branding bold.